This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. And we are back on Line Dance Podcast on Move Radio with our next article, How to Talk to Celebrities, which kind of applies to the line dance people. Picture this. You're walking down the street, and suddenly you see your favorite celebrity walking by. Oh my God, it's Rachel. How do you behave around a celebrity? How do you behave like a normal fan? How do you ask them for an autograph? Simply read on. Note, this page assumes you are meeting a random celebrity randomly, not at a planned event like a meet and greet or convention, because that's a whole other article that we have that we will unpack later. We will? Yeah. Steps. One, nonchalantly approach him or her. Stay composed. Don't start freaking out and start screaming. You might scare the person away. Just because they're celebrities doesn't mean they enjoy hearing fans scream in their face. Try not to act too suspicious either. I feel like the line dance people would be okay if you just ran up to them and started screaming in their face. Depending who it was. I wouldn't be. Not, not Scott. Not <laughs> Scott. Um, he, would, he would shrink away. But if it were, like, Roy, I feel like he would think it's funny. <laughs> or Joey. Joey might be into it I a little bit. He seems kind of shy, I, but if he, if he, I don't know, if he's, like, half expecting it, then may, or Gary would receive it very warmly. <laughs> Maybe he just seems like a normal person. I don't know. I do not advise, by any means, running up to a celebrity and screaming in their face. It depends on the screaming. I, I, I don't, I don't. Screaming, no. No. No, no. (laughs) Well, anyway, number one is nonchalantly approach him or her. So, yeah, just imagine sauntering over. I'm a normal person. They're a normal person. Number two, try to make eye contact and smile. Doing this will give you confidence and you will be able to hold your nerves. It will acknowledge your presence and let them know, hey... I'm here and interested. Remember to smile. It will make you seem friendly and approachable. Try not to smile so long that it creaks them out, though. (laughs) I don't want to creep them out. Where did you find this article? Oh, this this article is on (laughs) wikihow.com. Wikihow. To make eye contact. Okay, to be fair, making eye contact and smiling, Mm -hmm. it is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, it, It generally... Uh, tells the other person um, that they're welcome and it's a, it's a positive reinforcement mm-hmm. um, to speaking with them and you. Right, because sometimes if you're just staring and you have the kind of face that looks like you're angry. <laughs> if you have a face problem. <laughs> then, then your intentions will be pure and they will, and the person on the other end will think, why do they hate me? Why are they staring me down like I've done something wrong? I don't even know this person. And that's not the interaction you want to have for your first time with this this person you actually like. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think I'm having too much fun with this article. Yes. That's okay. <laughs> Only on number two. <laughs> oh, also my friend Victor in high school said that um, it's the wave that makes all the difference when you... Like, it's a three-step process. Like, when you see a girl and you just stare. A little creepy. Yeah. All you're doing is staring, and the the person on the other end doesn't really know how they're supposed to receive that because, again, you're just staring. You're not staring with a smile. Like, what I am seeing is good. It's like I'm staring 
like they're an alien under their human skin. So then you smile. You, you, you look at them, but you smile. And that does give them the sense like, oh, okay, they like what they're seeing. But again, you don't want to just do that selfishly. Like, I am looking and I am sucking in all this visual information about you through my eyes like a vacuum and it's all for me. When you wave, then you give something back. It's, it's I am taking all this good stuff from you, but then I am also waving to send back some of that energy and welcome you, like you say, to this interaction. It's okay for you to wave back so that we're both doing this, not just me smiling because in my head I'm picturing all these things or whatever. So, yes, try to make eye contact and smile. Very important step here after nonchalantly approaching them. Number three, wait for your cue. If she or he acknowledges it with a simple or similar nonverbal gesture, it's your cue to say, hey there, how are you? Or something along those lines. If she or he ignores you, give it up and walk away. She or he probably does not want to be bothered. If they reply, start your conversation. This is I, such an awkward. <laughs> I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair point for people, especially like workshop people who are running from thing to thing, yes. trying to send their music to this DJ or that room, or they're getting all their dancers ready for the performance at the end of the night. Like they have a lot going on. Mm -hmm. So if they, you know, smile, give you that polite, like, oh, good to see you, but I got, you know, mm, I'm in such a rush, then just accept it. Know that there's open dance later. You can talk to them there. Doesn't have to be the big 15-minute conversation in the hallway right now. Yeah. You need to wait and see what they're ready for. I'm certainly going to go along those routes saying, like, you know, they might be busy. They might be trying to process something, get ready for the next lesson. Um, if you're Rachel, you're running from your store to your lesson to your store to your lesson to your store... Um, so she, she's definitely a busy lady. Mm -hmm. um, and then she's got to you know, make sure she has the right music on her phone or her, um, her tablet. You know, so if that's, that's the case, you, know, you, you definitely have to consider a time and place for certain things and interactions. Um, but I think at the same time, most of the instructors that I've met, that I've you know, spoken with, they're pretty good about at least acknowledging your presence and like giving an explanation I'm, I'm sorry I'm actually trying to do something right now so just give me some time um, they kind of give you that which is nice as opposed to yeah uh huh uh huh you know and kind of blows you off uh, but yeah it is important to be aware that you know um, they have a, a room full of 80 people plus that they're about to teach so you know running up to them two minutes before they're supposed to start their lesson probably not the most opportune time mm-hmm Number four, talk about regular stuff. Try to talk about ordinary everyday things, things you would talk about to any other person. Ensure that the conversation has a significant purpose and you're not just chit-chatting. Don't bother asking them about the weather or something boring. Don't be boring. Talk about regular stuff. Interesting. Um, 
See, I I have the problem of uh, rambling when I get nervous. Mm. So I talk about a lot of things. <laughs> Very quickly, I might add. Um, so I always feel bad when I, I, I meet new people. <laughs> I try very, very consciously to apply the effort of keeping my mouth shut <laughs> with meeting people um, so that I give them an opportunity to communicate as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, talking about, I mean, I don't know, it's... it's it's interesting when I think about the different ways I've met different choreographers and instructors. It, it's very uh, a quick and in pa- and in, in passing kind of feel. Um, just uh, you know, like thank you so much for your, your lesson, or um, I really enjoy this dance. Thank you so much. Is generally where my side is because the other thing is I don't want to like impose on them. Because they're busy. They're at work. That's the thing that like, I remind myself frequently is, yes, they're very social individuals. Dance is very social. Um, and they're very welcoming individuals. They're also currently working individuals. So you, know, you, you kind of have to keep that in mind that they don't have just five hours just to sit around and talk to everybody. Mm. So, Yeah. One of the things that they say here, uh, ensure that the conversation has a significant purpose. And one of the things that helps me in organizing my thoughts when talking to somebody that I might only have a few minutes to talk with, say for you know podcast interview, is I try to think what is something that they, and specifically they, would have a lot of information about that other people might not, that makes it really important that I talk to them about this thing. And also, is there some problem that I am trying or hoping to solve that their insight can assist with. Uh, because if I just say, you know, what's what's the most fun thing about teaching in Florida? I mean, that's great, but that is a little, you know, I mean, that could be, it could be almost anywhere that I'm asking about that. And it's, there's nothing wrong with it, but I might want to ask that after saying like, um, something about their charity, some charity that they're running. If they're running uh, something that nobody else in the line dance world is doing, and I think that they would have very specific insight about it. Like, let's say if I were to talk to Scooter Lee, I'd probably want to ask about Dancing for the Dream, because who else could I talk to uh, who would have had a similar experience with starting something like that and traveling all over supporting it? Um, That's probably where I'd want to start with her specifically. And... I think she would probably get the sense like, oh, okay, yeah, he is actually talking to me, not just some musician or some line dance person. Uh, so if you aren't sure what to talk about with a person, but you know that you are not going to get this chance again for a little while, uh, because maybe it's like Niels and he lives in Denmark, uh, then yeah, think about what is it about this person that makes them specifically them? And what kind of interactions do they have with people? What kind of foods do they eat? You know, what, what is it uh, that shapes their life that I can learn more about in these few minutes? And it can still be regular stuff. But like, so what's the difference between uh, a normal day in Denmark versus a normal day here? That can still be regular stuff that you're talking with them about. It doesn't even have to be dance related, but it does specify that it's them. And you'll learn more that way, that you can um, remember as being from them, not just, oh, that talk I had with some instructor some time ago. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. 
Number five, keep it brief. They don't have all the time in the world. And as much as they love their fans, they'd most likely rather not hear your life story. Talk for a couple minutes and then end the conversation. You may want to think of a backup thing to say before you ever meet a celebrity, therefore you won't panic, and will already know what to say. If you, already, if you really idolize this person, keep the conversation short, but never boring. Try to make it something they remember, considering they probably see hundreds of other fans a day. I feel like I kind of uh, touched on this with the last topic, saying mm -hmm. like they're busy, mm -hmm. um, they are working, mm -hmm. uh, generally speaking, when you're going to run into them. So talking with them... You know, it is important to keep it brief and, you know, minimal, but at the same time, you know, just acknowledge them for mm -hmm. them being them. Mm -hmm. um, uh, if anybody wants something to Google, look up the words uh, elevator pitch, and you can figure out how to develop just a 30-second thing. Like, if somebody, if, if, if you've talked for a little bit and they really want to know what is it about you that makes you you, and why should they care that they have met you just as much as you care that you've met them, uh, come up with just a 30-second distilled summary of what it is that you do, you care about, and you are about that they need to be made aware of because it'll make their life fuller, richer, more satisfying, or whatever. And, um, yeah, have that ready so that if you ever meet anybody who should hear about the thing that you're up to these days, like, you know what to say. That's an idea. And the reason it's called an elevator pitch is pretty self-explanatory. It's like what you would say if you were on an elevator with an important person that you wanted to talk to. Yeah. Number six, make sure that you close the conversation, not her slash him. Don't talk for a long time if he or she doesn't seem interested. Example, it was really nice talking to you, but I have to go. Would you mind signing this little sheet of paper for me? Yeah, that's nice. It's short. It's sweet. It's um, thanking them uh, and then asking if they would mind the autograph thing. I mean, I think more commonly it's pictures mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to the line dance world. But, you know, it... it it's saying that you acknowledge that their time is precious, but you're really grateful that you got the opportunity to speak with them. It saves them from having to be the bad guy also. Yeah, they exactly. They don't want to be the bad guy. Yeah. Especially when you're a public figure, you're so conscious of everything that you do and say and how you word it. And if they're the person who has to shut things down, then you, know, you could go home and blog about how such and such is such a jerk to their fans and like... Don't even bother trying to get an autograph from them because they're just going to brush you off or whatever. So they, they probably like live in fear of that kind of thing happening. Um, if you are the person to, to do that and, like, and get out of the situation, uh, it'll also potentially make you seem more interesting. Like, wow, here I am being this world-famous person and they have something so important to do with their time that it competes with me. Me. So. <laughs> yes, because our line dance community has got so much ego. Oh, yeah. You just ride them like a hot air balloon with the, the air in their heads. No. Uh, yeah, every, our, our community is a little different because everybody is such you know, a down-to-earth, normal person. Um, and it is kind of funny and humbling to think, like, no matter how big you get or how many crystal boots you win... 
at the end of the day, like there's still that little voice that's like, yeah, but it's it's just line dance. <laughs> so nobody really takes it so seriously that they have to act like they're being driven around by a white limo everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, totally had a thought and it ran away. Mm. That's okay. Whatever. It's all right. You closed the conversation with that thought. It didn't do that to you. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. If only it had signed something so that you would remember what it was. Oh, there it is. Um, the closing of the conversation. Uh, that's also a nice way to, if for whatever reason, when you approach them in the beginning and they may come off um, short mm. or maybe very brusque about everything uh keep in mind again they are working and they're probably very very busy um i know a lot of people travel and they travel very long distances in very short times and hit the floor running so a lot of times um as i've recently discovered back in february Jet lag is a thing, and it hurts. <laughs> yeah, it is if, not fun. Even if you think that they don't have a class that they're teaching and they're free, maybe you're cut into, you've cut into their nap time, and they were really counting on that to, yeah. to reset before social dance. Um, so if that's the case, then it's important to remember not to take that personally mm. um, and not to assign that one interaction as a character trait. Mm. Like, if for whatever reason they came off... Um, abrasive to in your opinion like it, it really could just be you caught them at the most inopportune time um and you can still close out the conversation and be like okay well i'm sorry you know like if i stopped you from whatever you were doing um i'll see you on the dance floor or something like that or hopefully i'll, I'll be able to actually talk with you this weekend at some point or so, mentioning just something to that extent um and it, it's a way of acknowledging that they have things to do and you realize that you're going to take your leave without just turning around and walking away and then being like, oh my gosh, that person was such a jerk. All they did was X, Y, Z. I can't believe they didn't want to take my praise at that exact moment. You know, granted, for the most part, that has not been my personal experience with anybody in the line dance community, but it does happen. So just keep that in mind. Number seven. Remember to thank them. If she or he obliges, say thank you and walk away with a little wave. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that is something to remember to include along with the I really have to get going. Like if you just say that and only that, then it's like, oh, wow. I, Mr. Celebrity, was inconveniencing them in some way. I was st- I was stopping them and talking their ear up, but now they really have to get going. I'm sorry. I feel bad. I've hurt this fan in some way. That's when you say, thank you. This was a thing that I wanted to happen as the fan. Especially seeing as I was the one who walked up to you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, our community is really good about saying thanks, I think. Yeah. Number eight, don't get mad if they won't give you their autograph. If she or he refuses, say, oh, well, that's okay. I still enjoyed meeting you. Have a nice day. A graceful ending is always best. Yeah. That applies to photos as well. Sometimes they're not feeling the most confident in their, in their photo that would be taken otherwise. 
uh, if they just completed some really sweaty, gross lesson, and they say, um, I would like to, to do this again. Maybe let's take this photo during open dance, because then I'm going to have a chance to go up to my room, change, put on makeup, whatever. But right now... Take a shower. Yeah. Right now, I feel like I uh, got hit by a truck. So that's not that's not something to take personally. And also, I mean, maybe they won't offer a later time. Maybe they just really don't like photos. Maybe they've been using like a photo from when they did look really good 20 years ago or something, or and and they just have not liked any photo that's ever been taken of them since. Like, you never know where they are with their self-image. Um, so if they don't want to be party to that, then you know, just kind of have to respect that. Yeah. Oh, and that also goes for if they, uh, if you say like, hey, can we be Facebook friends? And they're one of those people who have already reached the limit on how many they can accept. That's not something to take personally either because you are asking them to delete somebody who they have previously made friends with so that you, new person, can get in there instead because you're so much better than the friends they already have. Like, how do you say that to a person? You just, you need to accept, um, in some cases, like, if I can, I can just hit the follow button or I can send them a direct message. But like, if they have other people that are in their life, like I don't need to ace them out for my personal benefit. I agree. Yeah. Sometimes it does happen though. And then they're willing to delete people. And that's great. <laughs> just don't expect it. <laughs> number nine. Don't ask for a phone number or address. They will most likely deny. They may feel like it is an invasion of privacy, and it will make the situation feel awkward. That's just an awkward question. I wouldn't... I I wouldn't... I couldn't ask anybody for their phone number or address. Like, I feel like that's such a, a personal thing. Yeah. Like, Facebook is a little bit different because it's out there for everyone. Mm-hmm. So, like, generally speaking, I, I would ask if they are on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um... And go from there. But, like, a phone number or address, like, it's just, they have a life, too. Mm -hmm. And um, they don't need me constantly stalking them. Mm. You know, it's just, it's awkward. Yeah, the phone... I would just avoid it in in general. The phone number thing, uh, back when... You know, like, dating was a thing, like, in with high school or college of, like, so can I get your number? Like, you don't really know how to phrase that or how to bring it up organically. If the, you don't need their number for a reason, then just don't ask. But, like, if there is some reason, like, hey, there's this thing that's coming up on Saturday. I don't remember where it is, but I can text you the address um, or the museum where it's being hosted or whatever, what city it's in. If you need their number so that you can send them specific information about a specific thing that they've shown interest in, then that's fine. Well, see, even that, I there's so many things that have websites or events or anything like that. I'll be like, oh, you're going to want to look up this, mm. and that'll have the address. Mm. This is the time you, you can show up. Mm. Like, I still, it, there's that, that boundary for me. Well, it, it's just an implicit way of saying, like, I... I'm interested in uh, exchanging information with you in the future, and by your giving me this number, you implicitly agree that that is something that you are also interested in. Um, 
if they do say, oh, uh, uh, I, I, don't, uh, I don't normally give out my number, but uh, you know, tell me what to Google and I'll look it up, then you have your answer. Like they have not agreed that they are on the same page as you, but also you didn't put yourself out there so much that you've looked totally shut down in having this, this uh, interaction. So it's a way to kind of like slyly open up like this prospect of being future texting buddies or whatever it is, you know, that people do with their phones, uh, but without just saying it in so many words. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, people could just say um, that like they don't normally give out their number. Um, but here are other ways that you can communicate with me. Or like, oh, I, I never check my phone. Just message me on Facebook. Again, that's their implicit way possibly of saying back, I don't want to give you my number. But if you wanted to send me messages, there is still a way. See, and, and again, that would be like, if there was something that I would, I would need to give them or send them or whatever, I would, I would ask, what's the best way for me to get this information to you. Mm-hmm. And then they don't have to deny anything. They get to look at how what's going to be best for them. They can give their email address, their Facebook, their phone number at that point. That gives them the option, what's the best way for me to send you this new flyer? Then they they can be like, oh yeah, here you go. This is new flyer taking over the shire with this... No? <laughs> Sorry, new flow came into my head when you said that. Alrighty then. All right. Um, uh, that concludes this particular article, which is from WikiHow, How to Talk to Celebrities. We're going to take another deep breath before we move on to our next article. And take a deep cleansing breath in, in through the nose or mouth, and out through the nose or mouth. 